0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton, I'm um, back in the studio this morning and on this rather nasty day. Um, get up and get at it, people. <laughs> Uh, hopefully the rain will go away so this morning we are continuing uh, our month of trying to raise awareness on on particular issues that are so important that we get caught up in our lives and we're so busy and we forget how important they are to pay attention to one of those of course is uh, breast cancer which continues to be a challenge for women across our world And so many advances have been made, and so many wonderful things are being done right here at OSF and with the uh, OSF Cancer Center. So with us today is patient navigator, um, Allie DeLaurier. Is that right? Got it? Okay. (laughs) And we're happy to have her with us. She's going to share a little bit with you about what it's like at at the Cancer Center. And if you've never been there, first of all, good for you that you're not touched by cancer. That's number one. But number two, if you are, there just isn't a better place to be than, than the OSF Cancer Center and, uh, and certainly Dr. Labiag, <laughs> who we all uh, truly, truly respect and adore. Also here, because it is October, is Angie Lazell. Angie's here to talk about all in the genes day. So, um, and Angie is, I'm reading her tag. The annual coordination fundraising foundation fundraiser. So let's get started, ladies. First of all, uh, Angie, talk to me about uh, All in the Jeans Day. Why this has been around for a long time, and I think a lot of people just kind of take it for granted, but they don't really realize it's huge for the Cancer Center
2: it's a big deal um thank you linda first of all for having us and um we really appreciate it it's uh, our 24th year so it's hard is to it fully, 24? It's 24 wow yeah it's been around for a long time and it started uh like i said a long time ago back when people couldn't wear jeans to work so yeah. it, it's changed <laughs> a lot for us i so. remember those days <laughs> so now so many people wear jeans to work and i think um, I remember the campaign was um, something about um, when we found that the cure for cancer could be found in the jeans we decided to ask everybody to wear them so that's how I think originally it got started and um, they decided to actually trademark all in the jeans Mm -hmm. day so it's been trademarked and again we asked everybody to pay five dollars to wear jeans to work at businesses and at schools and um, again it's typically the first Friday in October um, but again, things change and it was really early this year. It was going to be on October 1st. So um, we're actually doing our golf outing this year. You are? Yeah. And it's actually tomorrow. And so we actually moved Jeans Day to that day as well. And again, businesses do things different. The schools do things different. They close for fall break. So we actually just ask everybody to pick their Friday, pick right. their day and um, partner with us and whatever day works for them, pick a day that they want to celebrate and support us.
1: Well, I think one of the great things about Jeans Day, as you said, it started back when it was a big deal to wear jeans. Yeah. To work. Oh my God, you know, <laughs> you just didn't do that. No. Um, now you're actually dressed up, I think, if you wear jeans. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the point is that, what was great about the campaign is that it spread this completely across the county it wasn't just like you would go to one business or another and and ask them to donate or or um even just have one place where people could go this was something that everybody could participate in and not only get something out of it by wearing jeans to work but supporting something that's so important. Show your solidarity. Absolutely. So uh, annually, what does this actually mean to the Cancer Center? So over the years, again,
2: has changed, but it supports um, equipment upgrades. It supports our patients. You know, we've done everything from uh, patient care bags for the women, Um, it's over changed. Again, we used to pay for mammograms. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, that's changed with insurance, but um, we've done equipment, you know, from prosthetics and uh, wellness initiatives, um, screenings. Again, it it supports a lot of different things At the cancer center at the women's health center so again and we continue to do that and it continues to evolve Um, it's paid for the 3d mammography equipment it's paid for a lot of different
1: services yeah it's like you think you're handing you're you're handing over a five dollar bill like it's just so you can wear a pair of jeans but what you're doing is probably impacting somebody's life and uh, and i will say from personal experience uh, congratulations to uh, to OSF for what they've done with the Women's Health Center. You go in there and it's it, it's amazing how well you're treated and how um, how welcoming they are in a, in what's very a very uncomfortable. I'm sorry, it just is. You know, <laughs> uh, I've had some interesting conversations with the uh, the technical folks who are who are. <laughs> I won't share all the details, but I've I've asked them, kind of caught them off guard several times, and asking them how they got into that, how they decided that's what they wanted to do all day, wrestling those things <laughs> around on the, <laughs> and I've had some interesting answers, but they're all great people, and it's like I said, it's it's an uncomfortable experience. It's not painful. It's just. You know, you're having to face the fear of cancer, and I think that's what we're going to talk about also today, as well as Jane's. We're going to talk about that fear of cancer, and why that so often affects people and keeps them from getting the the tests that they need. Is so, it's important. So, Angie, before we veer off of that and talk to uh, to Ali for a minute, what do, what does somebody do if they want to participate? If they want to help?
2: Well, if they want to participate again, it's tomorrow, the official Jeans Day is tomorrow, but if they haven't signed up, their business hasn't signed up, they can go online and go to the foundation, go to the website um, and There's a form that they can click that'll send an email to us that will say, Hey, I I need stickers. I want to sign up and just tell us. Or they can call and we can get them stickers. They can stop by. We can get those form, even if they're not participating tomorrow, if they're going to do it anytime during the month of October. So we can help them with that. And then they can do their own day. Again, if they're, you know, if they're going to do hats, crazy hats, whatever it is, (laughs) however they're going to celebrate, you know, and support us. It's
1: not a bad idea. I try
2: that. (laughs) I mean, the schools do different things anyway, because a lot of them, you know, wear Mm uniforms, so they can't wear jeans anyway. So however it is, we'll, we'll help them with that. But again, they can download their own packet. So, or if they need us to mail them one, we can do that too. So, and we do have, um, we didn't do a new shirt this year um, just because, COVID's been different. Schools, a lot of them aren't in session. You know, again, things are different. A lot of businesses aren't in school. But we do have some shirts um, from last year. They're discounted. They're only um, $12. They're available in the gift shop. We can help them with that, too, um, because they have limited hours. You know, if they want to drive up, they don't want to come in, they don't want to get... You know, do all that. They can call us. If they do want to come into the gift shop, they're open 10 to 3. But if they want to call the foundation, you know, um, we can help them with that too.
1: So Well, it's nice that you've actually uh, built in some flexibility on this. So now everybody doesn't. I mean, it was nice to have the whole county yes. focused on All in the Jeans Day specifically. But quite frankly, this is a lot easier with the world in which it is today. Well. That any time during the month of October, you can celebrate um this this awareness campaign and you can help
2: well we have so many people in the community already that do their own things the different schools you know they have their own basketball game and they celebrate and then they would call dr Lebiog or the mm-hmm. cancer center and say hey we have a check we sure. want to bring it over to you so we want to encourage that we want them to do their own fundraisers and we want them to still support the cancer center so
1: and that's kind of a, that's kind of a neat thing that's happened over 24 years it where, is. where so much of our community has taken this on, as something they want to participate in, and they wanna—they want everybody to get on board and wear pink shirts or wear pink bows or whatever, in order to to remind everybody how important this is. So that's kind of cool. It and is. Why, yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So all you have to do is go to the website. Yep. And you can get information there, and you can you can hold your own uh, awareness effort whenever you want to this month, and we we salute you and hope that you do. We're going to go ahead and go to an early break, and when we come back, we're going to talk with Allie about the Cancer Center and about being a patient navigator. So we'll do that in just a moment on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN.
0: 1490 WDAN.
1: Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton in the studio this morning with me, Angie Lizelle from the OSF Foundation and their fundraising efforts. We're focusing today on All in the Jeans Day, which technically is tomorrow, but really in this world in which we live now, it's all month long. So anytime you want to participate, you jump on in. All you have to do is go to the OSF website, the foundation and get information, and you can participate in raising funds for our Cancer Center. Also here is Allie DeLaurier, who is a patient navigator for the Cancer Center. And I think it's your first time being here. Yes, it is. She was a little nervous, (laughs) but I told her, it's okay, we don't bite, we don't bite. Um, So explain first of all, Allie, what is a patient navigator? It's still a relatively new term.
0: Yeah, so um, I'm supposed to be there from diagnosis and all throughout their treatments. Um, and then, unfortunately, if they um, transition to hospice care, I also support that as well um, with our awesome OSF hospice, which a shout out to
1: them. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, tell me about you. How did you get into this? What's your background?
0: Um, Yeah, so I um, started my nursing career. Well, first of all, my mom's a nurse, um, so I followed in her footsteps, and then I started my career um, out at the VA originally. Um, But at that time, um, my very best friend, my husband and I's very best friend, um, was diagnosed with cancer. Um, So... Um, we helped him along for several years and then he lost his fight to cancer, um, October of five years ago, actually. Um, and then after that, I just said, I have to be in oncology. So, um, Mm. OSF cancer center is where he was treated. Um, unfortunately it's such a great place to work. Um, there was never any openings, (laughs) so Um, I actually did start out at Carl Cancer Center in Urbana, um, another great place to work, Um, but it was a drive and I was just kind of waiting for an opportunity with OSF Um, and then they had an opening and I went and I started and it's been a great opportunity. I first started in infusion giving chemo um, and then I've
1: transitioned into the patient navigator role since my time there what's it like um so the times that i've been in the cancer center uh whether to talk to dr Labiog in our interview we did a video project there i mean i've been in and out of there several times and then uh my husband wilbur and, and endured some um uh, some run with that with uh, non-hodgkin's lymphoma recently and uh fortunately uh, that was found extremely early and he's fine but so we were in and out and i'm always impressed when i walk in there first of all because it's a beautiful setting and it's a beautiful building and you all are very welcoming but tell me what it's like to get up every day and know that and i, I don't mean to set this to sound dramatic mm-hmm. but it's reality because cancer is emotional just about every other disease we kind of handle you know they tell you yeah you got this and you go well okay so what do we do to fix it you move on but you look at somebody and you say you have cancer and that automatic reaction is emotional Mm -hmm. so how do you all handle that the whole staff is just amazing in how y'all deal with people uh how comfortable you make people feel in that environment how do you do that every day
0: well, I, we've actually had this conversation this week. Some days are harder than others. <laughs> <But> they <are. laughs> Um, but you take, I mean, there's always, there's highs and lows sure. every day. Um, so we just try to, you know, we definitely work together. We have a good group of people. Um, Dr. LaBiah is always positive, you know, he always he keeps things light. Um, and you know, is such a great doctor to work for, um, But, you know, you just have to, um, you have to take the highs when you can get them. I mean, we have a lot of success stories. I mean, if you find things early, we can, you know, intervene early and there's new drugs and new treatments. Um, Part of my job is I'm the oral chemotherapy um, navigator too. So um, there is so many new drugs coming out for cancer and they do um, an excellent job as far as targeted therapies with all of the research and everything that goes on. Um, So you just take, you know, you take the the good times and you hold on to those. And then um, I always say, you know, this is kind of a downer, but part of the experience you are impacting their lives even at the end of their lives it is an important part of how life works you know you want to make sure they're comfortable and if you can make sure that you've done everything for the patient that you can which Dr. Lebiog always does um, as well as then making sure that they transition comfortably to that hospice or you know to end of life that's also important. I
1: think one of the things that must be about working with Dr. Lebiog is the excitement that he is he never He's never defeated until he's yeah. finally defeated, and he always is looking for new ways to, to um, heal the patient, to help the patient, to feel better, to do the things that need to be done. And I would imagine that that's kind of exciting to work with a mind like that because I he's amazing. Yes, he is, and he will never give up on no. you. No, he won't. So let's talk about breast cancer. Um, are we still seeing the numbers that we have seen in the past are we getting any better are we seeing it sooner what are you seeing at the cancer center
0: we had a. it's hard to gauge with everything absolutely going understand. on with covid because i think people uh, i have been in consultations and i think um people did have a delay in some yeah. of their um screenings i did myself i admit that yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely um so it's it's tough. And even with not just breast cancer, but all the cancer sure. types, it's just people are coming in and they had been delayed on, on on screenings, on coming to the doctor because they were scared of COVID or um, because of just the delays. Um, so it's hard to tell right now, I would say. I'm hoping that people feel more comfortable now to start getting out there and, and getting those screenings and seeing their primary care doctors. Um, we've done a lot of OSF. They've um, we've got some new um, primary cares. I think that's really where it starts—that people need to get established with primary care and start, you know, talking about their health more frequently and and not just letting things go.
1: So. Yeah. And, but uh, here's here's one of the things I've always found fascinating, particularly breast cancer, because it's it's visible kind of thing that we talk about probably more than we do any other form of cancer anymore, even even smoking. We don't talk about lung cancer as much as we used to. It's usually breast cancer is the one that's uh, thought of immediately. Um, one of the things that I think is challenging is fear. Let's talk about that. How do, you, how do you all deal with that? Because I think patients are reluctant. I think they're reluctant sometimes to get a mammogram because they're scared of what the results will be. Even if they're positive, they're just scared. And yeah. so how do you all deal with that from the healthcare side of that to try to reassure people?
0: Um, I mean, just knowing that the earlier you find something, the better the outcomes. Um, you know, if we if if we put it off and um, it's get it's further advanced, um, then the, then we can't do things like surgery and we have to go to chemotherapy. You know, we want to try to avoid chemotherapy as as much as possible. So the sooner that you find it. Um, And then, you know, we just, we're, we like to keep a close eye on our patients because even after you've had breast cancer, some people are still reluctant to get their screenings because they have that fear of the return. Sure, the fear, that's, that's, fear Um,
1: is... Fear is a horrible thing to deal with. It really is.
0: So, and again, we have another plug for our, um, we have a navigator over in the breast center and um, uh, she does great. She follows up with the patients. Um, She gives a lot of support, um, making sure that they get through the process as well, you know. Um, So she's great to work with as well. But fear is a difficult thing. We just kind of hold their hand and
1: try to walk them through it. Yeah, it's a... It's kind of a challenge. It's, it's good to see there's more awareness, and people understand they need to do it, but that fear factor very often keeps them from moving forward. Angie, I know from your perspective with raising money for the Cancer Center, um, we've had a, 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 an influx of new technology, and it's been wonderful for our Cancer Center, with more to come with the linear accelerator due in, in I think, November which is gonna be amazing. Um, It's gotta make you feel, you know, (laughs) fundraising is not easy because you're asking people for money, but it's gotta be a much better opportunity for you and for the foundation to raise money when you're doing so much to change the face of the health of the community.
2: Well, unfortunately, Um, I hate to say that cancer is an easy sell, but unfortunately it is. It is. It touches so many people's lives that it's it's pretty easy for us to raise money for cancer in this community. So um, just like with the golf outing, for instance, um, we really didn't, we've never had a golf outing ever in this community for the cancer center or for our foundation just because we've always had the Festival of Trees. So now that... We've transitioned that. Um, we were not actually not going to have an event until next year, and we decided to go ahead and try to do a late season one, and it's been overwhelming. In fact, we actually oversold the event. We, so, yeah. Neil that's, told me only so many teams, and we actually oversold it. So. Yeah, that's
1: what I, that's what <laughs> Debbie was saying at the uh, hospital board meeting uh, this week, and uh, that's really good yeah. news. We're going to talk more with these ladies in just a moment on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN.
0: 1490
1: WDAN Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN Linda Bolton in the studio this morning with Allie DeLoyer who is the patient navigator for the OSF Cancer Center Bo- I do the whole title, but we'll be here forever. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, the OSF Cancer Center, Bobette Seeley um, uh, Hegler. Hegler Cancer Center. Um, and also here is Angie Lizelle, and Angie's been around uh, with OSF for, for quite a while, and she is part of the foundation's fundraising effort. And today we're focusing on All on the Genes, and while we're focusing on breast cancer awareness, um, because this is the month you do that. Um, the reality is, and it's important for people to understand that, Angie, uh, all of the genes day now is all-encompassing for cancer in general. So talk about that for a minute.
2: Well, this year, um, typically our our graphic has included like a picture of a person or and just the pink ribbon. And this year we kind of changed it and did all the color of ribbons and again part of that is as our campaign begins for the cancer center fundraising um, we wanted to go along with osf's um, cancer campaign as they are focusing on screenings for other cancers they want you to get screened for lung cancer and prostate and some of those others and we don't want to ever forget that because in our especially in our community you know, lung cancer is very prevalent as are the other cancers. So, you know, breast cancer is very important too, but we want to, we don't want to exclude anyone. We want everyone to get screened. We want, this is a good time to encourage everyone and the awareness to make sure you're getting checked. And uh, again, it was very encouraging to see Dr. Labiog on TV this morning, you know, and making sure that he was
1: encouraging everyone to not forget
2: just because of COVID to make sure you get Absolutely,
1: check-ups. very important. And, um, and Allie, it's uh, also important to, to be aware of the fact that these various screenings, you mentioned earlier about how important it is for people to have primary care. Yes. And that's getting to be more and more of a challenge. Uh, we've had these conversations about, you know, uh, people using the emergency room for primary care, younger folks just not feeling they need to worry about it because they're not old. Trust me, you will get old, so <laughs> you will eventually need it. But I mean it's a big deal. So like so like in my husband's case, he was just having a regular test for something else, and that's how they found the the lymphoma. Never would have known it. It was slow growing. Never would have known it until it probably killed him. So we're very, very grateful and very, very blessed that he, you know, he had caring doctors that were paying attention going, wait a minute, that doesn't look right. What's that about? And took care of it. So that's an important factor that when we talk about the screening and and the prevention. God, it's so important to get some kind of primary care relationship, a uh, connection going on.
0: Right? Yeah, because, um, I mean, there's only there's a limited number of screenings, like for cancers. There's over a hundred types of cancer, I believe, and there's nine screenings. Yeah. Um, for which is cancer. something people don't realize, right? Right. Um, and so, like, there is new. We now are doing the um, lung cancer screenings for patients with history of with a smoking history, um, and that really again starts in the primary care. They find those things. They're doing the PSAs for prostate. They're doing. They're making sure people are getting their colonoscopies, which is very important as well for colon cancer screening.
1: And the thing they most need to remember about the fear is you can overcome the fear by getting the test and chances are good it'll be okay and if it's not the important thing is there are people like dr Labayaga and all of you at the cancer center who can help you and i think it's not a i think it used to be an automatic diagnosis you're going to die well we're all going to die so it's there Uh, but we have the technology now and we have the medical knowledge now to help people live longer lives so it's important that they get those screenings and Angie, again, for people that want to help with All in the Genes uh, and with the Cancer Center, um, just go to the uh, OSF website.
2: Yeah, um, actually go to osfhealthcarefoundation.org uh, forward slash genes dash day. And you can download your all Genes the information. Day packet or it'll send us an email or you can call yeah. um, the foundation office.
1: Ladies, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for what you do. Allie, especially. Yes, you guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, uh, join me tomorrow. We are going to have in the studio, after a long absence, uh, the one and only uh, Deputy Pat Oblinger, who serves on Vermilion County, Meg. And uh, Pat's an old friend, and we're going to sit and talk a little bit about the reality of drugs in Vermilion County. I think it's a conversation you probably don't want to miss. So join us tomorrow for Newsmakers 1490. WDAN, I'm Linda Bolton. Danville's Talk Station, 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at vermilioncountyfirst.com.